0: Hey, my name is Aaron Burke, and I am so glad that you are joining us for what we're calling Church at Home, December 27th. I hope you had a Merry Christmas. Katie and I love you guys. We hope you had a great time with your family. I hope you enjoyed our Christmas Eve at Radiant Church. What a special time that we had together. This year has been crazy, and so we thought as a team, what could we do to kind of cap off this year, kind of put the focus on Jesus and get us prepared for 2021. So what we did is we put together a panel of incredible leaders within our church. And we're gonna talk through some of the lessons God talked to us about, some of the lessons that we learned from our sermons on Sunday and first Wednesday. And I think it'll be challenging. It'll also be something where we can really reflect on the goodness of God this year. I think you're really gonna enjoy it. Why don't you hit that share button right now because there's other people at home that need to join with us in this message. Today, here's my panel together. I got Pastor David Steele, he's one of our executive pastors over all of creative and worship. We have Pastor Sarah, who is our online location pastor, overseeing all of our online ministry. We love what God's doing with her. Pastor Bobby Sasser is our executive pastor over locations and expansion. He also oversees South Tampa. We have Pastor Ross Stewart, who is overseeing our Heights location. Come on, throw him some love right there in the chat. We have Jacob Peterson, our North Tampa location pastor, which we are launching January, 24th at Gaither High School. That is gonna be a big deal. We have Pastor June Tavares, the man and the myth right here, who is our Brandon location pastor. Pastor Kenton Martin, I know if you're from St. Pete, throw some love right there in the chat. He oversees our St. Pete location. And I am so honored to have Pastor Helen Jones with us. She is our care pastor overseeing all of our care. We are excited about what God's done this year. I'm excited to have this panel. And we're gonna start at the very beginning of the year i know pastor jacob we were talking about how we started out this year with a sermon series that really kind of set us up we had no clue how it would really lead us into this year what was kind of your takeaway
1: absolutely you know i'm gonna throw it back to a time that we can now officially call pre-covid yeah, so isn't pre-COVID. that wild to even think about and throwing all the way back to our series where we kicked off the year Decade Defining Decisions. And this is actually a very crucial moment in Lexi and I's life. We were praying. you know. Honestly, we moved down here seeking God and we're supposed to only be here for a year and we're praying, God, what's our next step? What's going on? We had no clue what was going on next. And then you came in and you preached this message during Decade Defining Decisions called Whatever God Says to Do, Do It. It's so powerful. Well, let's
0: check out the clip. Check this out. And here's how the miracle began with a decade defining decision. I wanna show you it again in verse five, because you might have missed it. Mary, Jesus' mother, turns and says, Whatever he says for you to do, do it. Ready? Here's the decade defining decision. Whatever God says to you, do it. There's something about a church who makes a decision that says, I don't care if it makes sense. I don't care if it's reasonable or practical. I'm going to do whatever God tells me to do. I have lost my right to do things my way. I'm doing them God's way. And if you want a miracle in your life, you got to learn to be obedient to whatever God says to you. Come on, give him better praise than that. Amen. Wherever he tells me to go, I'm going to go. Whatever he tells me to give, I'll give. Whatever he tells me, whoever he tells me to talk to, I'm going to talk to him. Whoever he says to invite to church, I'm going to invite him to church. Whatever business he tells me to step out and start, I'm going to be obedient to it. Because my life is going to be separated from the rest of the crowd because I've made a decision that whatever he says to me, I'm going to do it.
1: You know, Pastor, and when you preach that, this is so cool. I actually went back and looked on my Google calendar. So you preached this message on Sunday. That was my word. It just lit me up. Whatever God tells me to do, I'm going to do it. Well, on January 21st, just a few days later, you had a lunch meeting with Lexi and I, and you cast the vision for North Tampa. And so I knew in that moment, it was something that we weren't planning on at all, but I had this fresh word of me, whatever God says to do, do it. And so we prayed, we felt God say, yes, launch North Tampa. Little did we know we were about to step into the wildest season yeah. ever. Yeah. And yeah. what was supposed to be a 2020 launch in August was bumped back and delayed and obstacle after obstacle. And I wanna tell you, during the toughest of times where there was discouragement and it like there was nothing but shut doors, I, in that moment, I had to press back and say, all right, what did God say to do in January. COVID doesn't change what God told me then. So I need to press forward. And I'm telling you, almost a year later on the date, we are launching this church. He is faithful. He is good. And so that's been my word throughout the entire year, no matter how crazy this got. When God tells us to do something, we got to do it.
0: You know, I want to go off of that because during that same season, we did a thing called Revival Nights. They were kind of wild and crazy nights where we wanted people just to encounter God. And I know Pastor Gene, God really spoke to you through one of the messages during revival nights. Kind of give us a setup of it.
2: Yeah, so uh, it was Pastor Daniel Floyd. He came and brought an incredible message. He was talking about blind Bartimaeus, about how he heard that Jesus was close. He was screaming at Jesus. And then people were telling him, shut up, shut up, shut up. And he was saying, no, he got even louder and reached out to Jesus and he got his miracle. And he talked about this illustration about scabs and scars, which was so, so powerful. And sometimes you get a word that, has, that speaks to you in the moment or because of what you went right. through in the past. Right. That was a word that I, I needed that for the rest of the year.
0: Yeah. Pastor Daniel's one of our overseers. We love him coming in and giving God's words. So let's check out that clip. Scars tell a story, but scars don't reopen. And so many of us are walking around with scabs. And, and we, we never let that issue heal in that last relationship. And it's why in this one, you wonder why it's a different person, but the same story. And we never let that thing heal over in that last job. And so you're in this new job and you're experiencing the same thing. And oh, and again, now it's your boss. Once again, it was the boss the last time, the boss the last time, the boss the last time, the boss the last time. And now it's the boss again. It could be that you have got a scab and not a scar. And it could be that in that last relationship, he mistreated you, took advantage of you. But it could be you have a scab of insecurity, so you keep giving your body to men that don't love you, don't care about you, don't value you, don't have your best interest at heart because you won't let the scab heal.
2: So that was so powerful for me because I did not know what we were about to walk into. COVID, the virus, isolation, uh, racial tension. And I don't know about you, but I didn't come through in 2020 without a wound. I had wounds. We all have wounds, wounds of isolation, anxiety, depression, family tension, racial tension. And so I had to decide Am I going to live with the scabs that can easily be reopened yeah. as I leave 2020 wow. and enter into 22? Or am I going to say, wait a minute, wait a minute, I got to make sure that this heals. That's so, so good. Because scabs might reopen, but a scar tells a story yes. of where God brought you from, That's of what challenge really you went through, I love of that. what God... It just, just made a way for you yes, in the desert, yes. and so that that really spoke to me so well. And as I go into twenty twenty one and leave twenty twenty, yeah, I just have a story to tell.
0: That's so good. We all have some stories to yeah. tell.
3: You know, uh, Pastor June, I agree. That was uh, a super impactful. Uh, message, and just the illustration, I feel like I've used it time and time again, Uh, whether it's on a service, someone wanting prayer, an email, just it's so tangible to hold on to and so practical, this idea of scabs and scars, and you know, one of my mentors one time told me that uh, scars are the credentials of life, and so it's like, like, man, it's okay to have scars, just get rid of the scabs, like true healing doesn't mean it's going to make everything disappear. Like, there's still something there, but it's a a part of your story, and it leads us into a greater life.
0: That's incredible. What a great way to, you know, kind of move through this season and realize that we've all got some stories to tell from 2020, some of them that we're ready to get past for sure. Now, Pastor Bobby, I know with your life, you you have a message right before COVID hit. Yeah. I mean, this is like right before— Two weeks, I think. Two weeks (laughs) before— One that really stood out to you. That was a word that God gave me early on in the year. I preached it Ended up preached it at different conferences, actually writing a book on this message. Kind of give us a setup for it today.
3: Yeah, for sure. You know, this uh, it's the message title is unfair advantage. And who would have known? You know, I think I think that title uh, can speak to any season. But who would have known that we were going to go into a worldwide pandemic that I think in the beginning we thought were going to last a few weeks. And here we yeah. are now on December 27th. And just this idea of, of us not taking a victim mentality. Yes. And you know, you kind of use the story of Joseph, who um, was like the favorite child of his father, but had man's rejection. Yes. And I just love even the point of you know, man's rejection, which all of us have, yep. we're gonna have, uh, we're gonna get rejected in our jobs. You know, I think of all the seniors that didn't get to walk on, on the stage. I think of all the yeah. athletes in, in high school that didn't get to play their senior year. Yeah. All of the parents. Somebody said he meant to the parents that had to home educate yeah. on Zoom. Like that's yeah. an unfair advantage, and it was uh, there was a lot of rejection there. Um, but you turn the story around through uh, through the story of Joseph, and that that leads us into God's direction.
0: Yeah, let's check out that clip. Rejection. Listen up to me. Rejection is very unfair, but I want you to know in the kingdom of God, rejection. Write it down your notes. Rejection is your unfair advantage you ever feel like you've been rejected, that person walked out of your life, that person walked away from you, that boss fired you, you were overlooked for the promotion, I want you to know, biblically, you being rejected is an unfair advantage over everybody else that's been accepted. Because Joseph's very first thing when he got uh, the dream was rejection from those people around. And here's why God brings rejection into your life. Let me just tell you why. Here's what it is. Because man's rejection will move you into God's direction. Oh, that's good preaching today. A lot of you guys, we all want the destiny. We all want the greatness, but we don't want the rejection. But look throughout the scriptures. Anytime somebody got to greatness, it was through the path called man's rejection. By the way, our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, his greatest thing he ever did was go to the cross for your sins and mine. Which by the way, how did he get to the cross? Through the rejection of his closest friends. So if you feel like, well, I've been rejected and it's unfair, you need to change your perspective. Get your shoulders back and say, if man's rejecting me, that's God's way of directing me towards something big in my life that he's called me to do.
3: You know, I love this. And I'm actually reminded and just the story of Joseph is so powerful in this idea of man's rejection, which, which he clearly had. Uh, you even tied in Jesus, obviously ultimate, you know, he was so rejected by man, which led them to, uh, Genesis 50:20 says it so well, Huge that, yep. you know, it's uh, various versions say it a different way, but it's essentially that Joseph is speaking to his family. Yep. Here he is the second in command. He's leading this nation through a plague, yep. right? And he said, you know, God meant it for good. Yes. And, um, and yep. I think yes. regardless of what, you know, I'm dealing with, what we're dealing with in this room, whoever's watching today, whatever whatever 2020 has looked like, whatever 2020 is. 2021 is going to look like yep. god meant it for good yep. that, that is he's so for good us, that he's not against us that the best days are still ahead and not behind
0: yeah
4: yeah honestly talking about rejection i remember there's time in college that there's a job i really wanted and i was convinced this was god's open door for me and so i went in i applied i got all of my resume ready and i walked in i walked out and he said i don't want you for the job you're unqualified and i was like I remember sat sitting there and I'm like, Lord, did I hear you wrong? I, I felt oh, like that was the most rejecting like, to who I am as a person I'd ever felt. I was like, Lord, I really felt like I heard from you and you said no. Mm. And I, I felt the Lord say, well, then don't give up. If I spoke to you, then don't take that rejection wow. and leave it. And so I said, but he said no. He's like, but I didn't say no. And wow. so I said, okay. Wow. So I wrote up my resume again. I got some more letters of recommendation. I went back into his office. I said, I think you made a mistake. I really think wow. I'm the person. I just, I really think you should reconsider. A week later, he called me, he's like, I'm so sorry, you 100% are the right person. God told me to pick you for the job. But if it wasn't for the rejection, I wouldn't have worked as hard and learned the work ethic that I learned because of that. So 100%, so good.
0: Rejection can be our greatest tool during difficult times if we realize it's God's way of redirecting us to something great. Pastor Helen, we got into COVID, And you brought up a message that was the first message uh, since the shutdown happened. Kind of, why did it speak to you?
5: Well, you know, all these stories, you know, are from messages that were pre-COVID. And we really didn't know what we were going to step into on that week in March, March 22nd was the first Sunday that you preached the sermon. But I remember before that, uh, you're walking into a staff meeting and saying, I've got a message. I, I know what I'm gonna preach on this Sunday. And we were like, you know if this is going to be good. What is it? And you said it's going to be on testing positive. Wow. Well, and we were all concerned. You know about are we going to have to go to the doctor? We're we going to get po- right. you know tested right. positive for this uh, this pandemic. But I thought about. It, I thought yeah, that's that's the way Radiant approaches things. Yes. We have this uh, this reputation in the Tampa Bay community that we have. Uh, it's an irresistible message, a positive message yeah. of presenting the gospel yeah. to yeah. people. So when you, you came in with that sermon um, and, and came in actually before uh, that to the staff, and you said, we're going to face this. We're going to be positive about yes. it. We're going to mm-hmm. look at this not as an obstacle, right. but we're going to look at this as an opportunity yes. to right. grow. So all of us, because of the, the leadership that you uh, put before us there, we, we face this mm-hmm. with faith. Yes. and not with fear. Wow, very so, good. you know, going into it, that first sermon you preached, you you had three points and you said um, that we choose to have community yes. over, over isolation. isolation. Yep. We choose wow. to have worship yep. over yep. worry. Yep. And the third thing was that we choose others over self. Wow. Such a a, I thought that was just so powerful. Wow. And that kind Let's of check leads out this into clip. the clip.
0: So here's how you test Positive, ready? Number three is that you're gonna choose others over self during this season, others over self. We're gonna make a decision as a church that it's not gonna be just me and us four and no more, and we're gonna hunker down and bunker down in our, in our uh, house and just do our things and eat our snacks. No, no, we are a church that exists for other people, for the lost and the hurting and the broken, and there's something that God has for us in this season to do, that I want us to lean into. And I want you to understand this. He did not bring you to this test for you to sit there and make it all about us. No, there's some people that need help in this moment.
5: I love that. And we did. We leaned into those challenges and we came up with the COVID-19 fund. And through that fund, we were able, first of all, to minister to our people in-house. We had a lot of people who who wrote in and said, uh, you know, I'm embarrassed to ask for help for my church. And it was like, no, don't be embarrassed. That's what we're here for. We want to help you. We want to love you through this. So internally we made a, I think we made a great impact and not just that, but in our missionary outreach too. We yep. were able to help our people in Sri Lanka and yep. in India, and I mean that blessing still goes on over there in the lives of the children and and the people over there, but. I want to just tell you one thing that I've really learned through this. Um, and I've known it, I've heard it before too, but it, you you have a choice going into a crisis. How are you going to handle it? And That's the so only good. thing you can change is how you look at it That's right. and how you right. perceive it. And I'm so thankful that through God's blessing and through our church, we've been able to test positive so through this whole pandemic yeah. and to the glory of God and to the good of a lot of people.
0: You know, I think this is probably one of the greatest crises. Of our life, but it won't be the last one. It won't be the last one that the church goes through. And I, I know me and you've talked the the outreach and the love that our churches share through their generosity has been second to none. Right? In a world where people would normally pull back, our church has given above and beyond hundreds of thousands of dollars to to local and global and our care. And I think it really shows that we can go through this thing, and the church can be what we've been called to be, which is the church, the hands and feet of Jesus. And during this coronavirus season, we were online for months on end, and during that time, we kind of tried to come up with some special messages, and one of them that was really dear to my heart was, and I asked my wife, I said, I really want you to share your struggle with anxiety. And I know, Pastor Ross, you brought this message up, where it is a world that everybody has is, is anxious. Where The unknown is so, is so real out there, that everybody's struggling with anxiety and worry, and Katie, got bold enough and uh, just said yes finally to sharing her story and her battle with anxiety. I know it helped a lot of people. One of our most shared messages throughout the pandemic. Pastor Ross, what kind of stood out to you?
6: Yeah, so I love this message and mostly, and I just want to lay the groundwork here, like during the COVID when we were shut down and um, we we didn't know what was going to happen, it was also at a time uh, where our family, we didn't know what was going on. We actually had a had an issue with our home in early 2020 and um, we were out of our house. So we had this huge leak and we had this mold issue that happened. It was this crazy event that happened at the absolute wrong time. So we had three foster kids in our house and we were actually jumping from Airbnb to Airbnb and they had restrictions on us staying there. And so I, man, I had some anxiety. Like there was some stuff that I was going through moving my kids and my wife from place to place to place. And, you know, and it wasn't the worst situation, but you don't have to have this terrible, overwhelming situation for you to have anxiety. That's right. It's just that, right. that feeling in your chest, that heaviness on your, on your shoulders. So this message, man, right in the middle of May are asking for, asking for a friend series, uh, it was so, so timely uh, and such a, such a good word for us. So- Let's hear what Katie had to say about it.
5: And it's funny, when we're in the middle of our suffering and we're in the middle of our pain, we think we know what we need and we think we need that instant relief and that that instant fix from God. But what's interesting is that of all all those big prayers that Elijah prayed, God didn't answer this prayer. And, And in fact, God never answered the prayer because Elijah never died. God ended up taking him up to heaven in a chariot. But what God did do in that moment was that he sent an angel to meet Elijah where he was, and, and Elijah was able to rest, and the angel fed him, and then the angel said, rest some more, and Elijah did that, and after that, after he tended to his needs, the Bible says Elijah was strengthened, and he was able to go on even stronger than before. He was able to fulfill his purpose. There was purpose in his suffering.
0: That is, un- I'm telling you, this woman can preach right up here she really can preach what a great message from her and honestly if you ever deal with anxiety or worry uh, this is a message for you
6: yeah i think um the big thing that i got out of all of it and i love that story about elijah and i actually was in uh rla uh, at the end of last year and they teach you what is now our radiant college but they teach you this verse and i at the time i didn't know why i had to memorize this thing over and over but it's philippians 4 verses 6 and 7 and it says, don't be anxious about anything, right. but make your requests known to God through prayer and supplication with thanksgiving. And, and it says, the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. And, and the big thing that I get out of it, and and, and I, our situation didn't get fixed right away. Right. So we were still in those houses. We were house jumping for a while. It, yeah. it didn't all get fixed at that time. But I love this verse because it, it doesn't say that God's gonna fix everything. What it does say is that the peace of God will guard your heart and guard your mind. So in those times where you're just uncomfortable, where things are unknown, where you're struggling, um, maybe it's not gonna get fixed right away. But what we can rely on, what we can hang our hat on is that if we pray to God, make our requests known yeah. that He's going to answer us with peace and He's He's really he's going to be there for us in the hardest times.
0: You know, I love that about your story. First of all, it shows that pastors don't have perfect lives <laughs> and we have issues and we battle with worry. But at the same time, I, I mean, seeing you during that time, you had a peace about you despite the chaos. And I know there's probably a lot of people watching now, you're going into 2021 and you're frustrated, you're worried, you're going, okay, 2020 wasn't my year, is it gonna get even worse? And I want you to know, I, I'm i not sure how everything's gonna turn out, but I really believe you can experience peace internally even when the world is crazy externally. You can experience that. You can experience peace internally when the world is crazy externally. Come on, throw that in the chat. Show us some love. Let us know that I'm telling you, you can experience some peace. All right. So we finally got back together after a few months of being um, out of in person services, and one of our first preachers back was a great friend of mine pastor travis jones and um i know pastor kenton this is a message yeah. that really stuck out to you what really challenged you from this word i
7: mean it was huge i mean first series back one of the first sermons back at church and it was on joy it was in our happy hour series yeah and. um you know your, which was of, very
0: intentional. It was intentional. We, we made it very intentional that man, people need some joy right now.
7: <laughs> so we were
0: the only church in America that had a series called Happy Hour. And you know I what? Think, so.
7: You know what? I was proud of us. South throw that in as a church that we came out intentionally choosing joy and yes, going there because yes, so the many chores. people weren't. Yeah. Uh, but it challenged me just because here we are coming out of three months uh, or more, several yep. months of craziness, of quarantine of yep. of kids at home trying to work from home. You know, at first it's like, oh, this will be cool. I'll get a month to work from home. It'll be nice, be around the family more. That quickly turned into a disaster. You know, your life turns into Zoom. I'm trying to do Zoom calls when my kids are climbing around on top of me. Just stressful. And then that goes from one month to several months to then um, racial tension in our country and all these other things happening in our country. And it was so easy to turn on the news or or flip on social media or, or to just think about the situation we were in. Um, and lose your joy and, and get stressed out and, yep. and, yep. and, and worried. and um, So anyway, this, this was such a great, timely message from him on what is leading us. What so is leading wanna, us? Yeah, let's, let's check, check it out. this out.
8: And I think that there's so many things that, that, that wants to set your pace today. In fact, I I got these these three ladies up here. In fact, what you're going to do, you're going to represent social media, okay? Your Instagram, Snapchat, come on, somebody, TikTok, crazy, TikTok, crazy, right? And you're going to represent the news media, right? You're going to be CNN and Fox News and everything else in between. We know there's a lot in between, okay? And then what you're going to represent is that you're going to represent the pandemic, right? You are coronavirus epidemic. You look great, though, sister. Come on, somebody. I feel like there's so much that was for me a few, a few months ago. I was checking social media. Oh, I wonder if people are ever going to come back to my church. <laughs> That's how I felt. It felt like, are they ever going to come back? And then I was checking the news like, oh, what's the latest? Who's the, what's the latest polls? Oh, what's the latest update? Checking the virus, like, is it, is it gonna come to my home? Is it ever gonna end? Are we ever gonna stop wearing masks? Can we ever watch, can, can college football ever come back? You know, just, that was me. That was me. And it's almost like a race. In fact, can you all turn that way? It's almost like, can y'all run in place, please? This run in place. This was me. I, it, it was, I was so tired. And I had no joy. Here's why. Because I was keeping up with social media, trying to keep up with the news, trying to keep up with the virus. And I realized that my mind and my heart was not conditioned to keep up with their pace. In fact, there is another pace that I'm supposed to walk in. In fact, I'm supposed to be leading them. And here's what I realized. You can't lead what sets your pace. I didn't say that first service, but you can't leave what, what sets your pace. And what I mean by that is this. We're the church of God. We were called to lead the pandemic. We were called to lead the racial issues. We were called to lead the social media. We are the church. We are the head. And not the tail. we are more than enough because of God on the inside of us.
0: Man, we needed that message oh, right there.
7: So good. And, and he said something earlier that he said, whatever sets your pace, sets your joy. Wow. And then what him to word. say also, um, whatever's leading you. So I just, I, th- I I took it as like, I didn't have joy in that season. Yeah. I didn't, I didn't, uh, I wasn't really loving that season. Yeah. And that was all my fault. Yeah. That yeah, was, choose, that was not yeah. the situations happening around me. That was my fault. And that was, that was me allowing other things to lead my life. And when I got that, it shifted everything. When I said, I'm in charge of my emotions. I'm in charge of how I'm going to react. And I'm going to set the pace and lead this. The kingdom pace is what he referred to. And it was so good. Hey,
0: listen, if you're watching this, you're part of Radiant Church. And you don't like to show up on Sundays where your pastor's not preaching. Let me just say, you're missing out on messages like that. We bring in some stellar leaders, both from internally and externally, man, to come into our church to preach words like that. So you better not miss 2021. Even when I'm not there on a Sunday, you show up because God's got a word for you. I know one of those now moments we had, Pastor Sarah, you had it, when we had yeah. Bianca Altoff come and preach. Yeah. She is a stellar preacher, which by the way, quick plug if you haven't heard my Made For More leadership podcast. I interviewed Bianca on that podcast about culture. It's a great leadership podcast for you guys. But what was it about Bianca's message that stood out to you?
4: Yeah, first of all, I think I was just honored to hear from someone like her. She's definitely a hero of mine. Um, she's a woman who's Spanish. I'm a woman. I'm Colombian, like <laughs> yeah. super inspirational. Um, but I think 2020 was kind of a litmus test for a lot of us of where our faith level really was. Yes. I think it's it was very easy and comfortable pre-COVID world to say, yeah, I have strong faith. I, I pray big prayers. But if we actually took an inventory, we prayed for our food. prayed that we could sleep at night and that was about it um and 2020 came in and it was like okay lord where is my faith like what am i actually standing on and bianca challenged us to go from safe to savage prayers which i think really challenged me but i think also all of us to like where's our faith level at and and let's raise it like let's go a little bit further and go from safe to savage it was so good
0: what a great word she preached check this out
5: what do you do when what you see isn't what what god said what do you do when what you hear isn't your here? What do you do in those moments? I think many of us don't ask God for big things because we're afraid that we're going to hurt God's reputation. That if we ask for big things and he doesn't come through, then he's going to let us down and let other people who know about our God down. And a lot of us are trying to protect God's reputation. So we pray for these small prayers for small things. And I believe that God is tired of being suffocated into a small box to facilitate our little bitty dreams and our little itty bitty life. God is trying to break you out of your small dreams. God is trying to break you out of your small desires. God is trying to break you out of your small asks and pull you to his dream, to his desires, to his will for your life.
0: That's right. All right, so let me clarify. She said ASK. This is all ask. But yeah. truly, what a great challenge for all of us. Because many times we dream to. Uh, small and we pray too small. So what really stood out to you?
4: Yeah, so going through, obviously we've all been through chaos and I think it challenged me and John personally about raising what we're asking God of. And it was no longer God, I, you know, bless this food. It was let there be food that I can get for myself at the store and that I can bless somebody else. God, show me who I should be speaking to. God, make me more intentional. And I realized that as I was more intentional, he was bringing me people that needed that intentionality. He was bringing me like ask and pray prayer requests that were harder than I've ever prayed for, and I had to choose in that moment, am I going to believe the God that I said I believed in January? So good. Still now, when I don't see him. And my prayer level just had to be elevated, because it was that, or I realized I had nothing to stand on. So it was God or nothing. Um, So obviously, I think us as a a church, we chose God. And I think because of that, we saw that we were blessed in this season. We saw that we're better on the other side. A lot of us grew in our faith in this season. Um, And for me, I saw miracles I would have never seen if I was still praying those safe, little bitty prayers. But now they're God-sized prayers. So we're seeing God-sized miracles. You know, she
0: had to stand at the end of that and just believe and start praying prayers out loud. And I realized it was probably the first time since the pandemic... That I stopped praying for survival prayers yes. and started praying for like the big dream. It was no longer, Lord, help us pay our bills and help us, you know, barely get by. It was back again. I was reconnected with ten thousand for Tampa Bay, multiple locations, a, a new facility for South Tampa, buildings for St. Pete and for Brandon. Like God started giving me these dreams again. And I'm telling you, I don't know where you're at and who's watching this but you need to dream big. Our God is a big God. And I know our trials seem huge this year, but let me just encourage you, our God is bigger. You can get through this and I want you, we're gonna go into 21 days of prayer and fasting in just a few weeks take it serious radiant church fast maybe it's the first time in your life you've ever given something up for 21 days do it with us as a church and as we do this together i believe god will transform your life there's big things god wants to do through your life all right then we went through a political season and if everything else that was going on in our nation wasn't enough then we're in the middle of a presidential election that was pretty crazy and so david our team had an idea of doing a series off of this, what do we call it?
9: Yeah, church and state. And what I love about you, Pastor, and is your philosophy is: listen, if everybody else in America is talking about this, the church should talk about this. Yeah, and so what's we're far awesome too about silent this... about
0: things that everybody else is talking about. It doesn't make <laughs> exactly,
9: sense. Exactly, exactly. And what I love about this is Bianca starts talking about savage prayers, yep. and we're heading into the middle of a savage election. Yes, if, it was like in the middle of 2020. If the middle of all this racial tension, then you add what was the most polarizing, heated, political, uh, I think, season that we've ever found ourselves in as a nation. And what I love about you, Pastor Aaron, is you started off with a sermon called, Who Does Jesus Want to Win on November 3rd? And I think the amount of feedback that we got from it was like, is he really going to say this? Is he really going to give an answer? And you set it up brilliantly. Let's check out this clip. Yeah,
0: check it out. Let us evaluate our actions in this season, and let us recognize even if our politician we want doesn't win, are we winning as followers of Jesus by our actions, in our talk, in our love, in our, in our, in our desire to care for people? Remember Jesus says, they're not of this world. Hey, hey, I'm giving you a group of people, even as I'm not of it, they're, they're connected with me. Let me remind you. You, you are not tied to some person who might be voted in for four years or eight years or, or around that time. We are connected with the name that's above every name. It's bigger than any kingdom of this world. Let us do a good job representing him in this season. Can I hear a good amen? 1 Peter 2.9 says, you, you, you radiant church are a chosen people. A royal priesthood, a holy nation, God's special possession. Wow, what a verse right there. That you may get your person into the seat that you want them to be in. That you may get your agenda put across. No, 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 no. What is our primary responsibility? That you may declare the praises of him who called you out of darkness and into the wonderful light. I am worried in this season that we are way more American than we are Christian in our actions and what we put on Facebook and the way we, we fight for our candidate. And I tell you, I get passionate about it also. But because of my position, you don't know that. <laughs> I'm really passionate about it, but I wonder where are the people that'll be equally passionate about proclaiming the saving grace of our Lord Jesus Christ to a lost and dying world. If you campaigned for him like you do for the other two guys, I think we'd see our city change in Jesus' name.
9: Man, Pastor Aaron, that clip fires me up because honestly, that was such a pivotal point. I feel like in our church. In our season, uh, in in twenty twenty, like honestly, there was this pool you could feel it within the church. Like it was like the enemy was trying to come in and to divide the church in half. Well, if you don't vote for this person, you don't love Jesus. Well, if you if you do vote for this person, then you don't love Jesus. It was like, man, I don't know what to do, and I felt like that was an attack of the enemy. And I love that you come in and say, hey, listen, get your perspective. This man, this flawed human being, this flawed administration, at the end of the day the kingdom of God is much higher. So get your perspective and your hope off of this. Jesus is still on the throne. He is still moving and working our head. He is going to build his church, and the gates of hell are not going to be able to prevail against it, and God is going to do something big. So get your focus off of this earth and get your focus on Jesus. I love that about this clip.
7: So good. I really love the idea we are Christians first and Americans second. We're part of a different kingdom, which means we can't, we can act the same way. We can't react right. the same way. We're part of a different kingdom. So, so we have to respond differently. We're Christians right. first. Right. Right. That's I love so that. Huge. Yeah. Yeah, yeah,
5: and we got up on November the 4th and uh, we just keep serving Jesus, no matter who, right. who that's eventually right. wins, right. <laughs> right. whoever is eventually declared here, that's we're right. still in Christ's kingdom. We're so-
0: you know, it's such an important reminder for us as a church, you know, we're building something that's bigger than a certain administration, a certain political party, even bigger than a certain nation. Yes. As much as I'm, I'm a patriot, I love our country. What we're building is so big and so much more important than that and and we made it through you know my challenge for you as you close out this year is take some time and write down those lessons that god spoke to you about look back over your sermon notes look back over what god spoke to you through i'm telling you i believe he's going to use this tragedy for his good and what's more important is not so much that you just make it through it We don't go through tragedy, we grow through tragedy. And I hope that you've grown this year and I truly believe 2021 is gonna be a year where you can see the fruit of what God has done in your life over this last year. Let me pray for you right now. Lord, I pray for all of those who are at home, who are with their families, they're experiencing church at home as we end up this crazy year. Lord, I do pray over them a steadfastness. Lord, I pray over them joy. Lord, all these topics we talked about today, being positive and understanding faith and big prayers. Lord, so many different themes that kind of were were brought about, that we were brought through all these messages throughout the year. Lord, I pray it over them, that they would experience that peace in the midst of craziness. And I pray that they don't just simply go through this time, but they would grow through it to be all that you've called them to be. In Jesus' name we pray. And before we let you go today, and we're gonna go back into just a little bit of worship, before we let you go, I wanna challenge some people who don't have a relationship with God. What a perfect opportunity. Maybe this was shared to your page. Maybe a friend invited you to watch this message. This is your moment to say yes to Jesus. The most important thing you're gonna do with your life is simply answer this question, who is Jesus? Is he is he a good teacher? Is he just a a good person to follow? Or is he your Lord and he's your savior? I know there's two different groups of people that have gone through this pandemic, because we've all gone through it. There's two different groups of people. There's people who've had their faith in God, and there's there's people that have had their faith in themselves. I'm telling you, this doesn't work out. Have your faith in Jesus. Put give them your sin, give them your past, give them your life. And here's my challenge for you, as I look right into that camera, give Jesus your life. He can do more with it than you can. So if that's you right now, you can click that button right there. I'm raising my hand, I'm giving my life to Jesus. Today I'm committing my life to Christ. If you're watching Church Online, click that button. If you're watching Facebook or YouTube, write it right there in the chat. We wanna know who you are, because we're gonna pray for you right now. Why don't we all pray this prayer out loud. Come on, help me out, panel. Say, dear Jesus. Dear Jesus I give you my life. I give you my life. My past. My, past, my present and my future. Thank you for dying for me. Today, I make a decision to live for you for the rest of my life. Be my Lord and be my Savior. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen.